This is FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and WGNSRadio.com. Rutherford County's Place to Talk. Stand by, Rutherford County. The WGNS Action Line continues a search for truth. Good morning to you. Welcome in to the Action Line from WGNS. This morning we are focusing on the city of Murfreesboro and our Murfreesboro Mayor Shane McFarland is with us this morning. Good fall day out today. It is. It's beautiful outside. Good to be here. It is gorgeous. Good to have you with us today. Have you been doing a lot of running? You know, we've uh, Ashley and I walked the uh, the downtown yesterday so it was it was a beautiful day to be able to do that so yeah we're trying to stay outside as much as we can oh, perfect time of the year for good that. time to build a fire every night very definitely uh big things happening in murfreesboro always new things coming to town new excitement yeah we were uh you know the the press release last week where we were named uh, the number one boom town boom in town, uh, yeah. in the united states so i think that's pretty good beat out um you know it, the boomtown i think gives a a connotation of a negative but it really if you look at the factors that went into determining that it was on uh, gdp growth it was on unemployment it was on job growth uh i mean it was really more financial um really financial data that i mean all of that's positive so um I mean, it's a it's a, that's a big deal. I mean, I think it goes to show we you know we've got a dedicated staff and and they work really hard. And I think the council has made some really good decisions that um, it's easy to you know pat ourselves on the back about that. But we've made some good decisions that have brought industry and especially going through COVID. I think our unemployment rate was like three point one percent. So I think if you want a job in Murfreesboro, you can find a job. Uh, and that's something that's important. And, um, you know, the entire Middle Tennessee area, I've got a meeting today in Nashville with all the other mid-state mayors. And uh, the growth that we're dealing in this area is is just not something that, that Murfreesboro is immune to. Everyone's dealing with that. And I get it. There's a segment that really doesn't want um, any growth to happen anymore. But um, I, I like to say we're none of us are really from here. I mean... When I moved here in 92, there were only 40,000 people here, and now we're at 160,000. So um, our tendency is to, is to come and, and really um, see how great this place is and then say, hey, we don't want anyone else to enjoy it either. So we've got some challenges that we're working on. I mean, predominantly, I think um, road road improvements are something that, that we're committed, and the council, 70-some-odd percent of our total infrastructure or total uh capital improvements that we have budgeted out just next year are all in road improvements so those are some things that we're we're continuing to work on well when you get that designation of being boomtown number one in the whole nation uh you're bound to get some attention from corporate america who's thinking we'd like to be located in a place like that that's a positive atmosphere yeah i think so um you know i think the especially after covid corporate you know corporate jobs that's a little different now than what it was even you know two years ago but i think one of the things that we're focused on there was a a thing that 
we work we've worked on the entire council for the last two or three days with the barbecue place that's on broad street and a, a mural that um we were working you know staff was working with and then i think the council we've seen some opportunities that we've got to fix an ordinance but the reason i say that bart is that you know we have a lot of small business corporate headquarters that are already in here in town wgns being one of them and i think we're all committed to making sure that there's if you were to add up the amount of employee employment that is provided by small business it it greatly outweighs corporate you know the large corporate jobs and they're both beneficial to us but we want to make sure that we're supporting small businesses too and that's something that we'll continue to focus on now these murals you're talking about they're starting to get uh, a lot of attention yeah the the we've got policies in, pro, in place that you know you just i don't know if you remember it was probably 15 or 20 years ago when i, I was on planning commission at the time but um, there was a big debate on the Harley Davidson sign on the side of the when when uh, Bumpus, yeah. you know, redid their built the new building there, and you know there was a big debate on okay, is that advertising? Because you know what you don't want to see is someone take the side of a building and use that for, you know, come eat here, free free wings for you know from whatever. You just don't want everything to turn into one big billboard. But at the same time not just in Murfreesboro, but really nationally, these murals have become something that, I mean, people enjoy seeing. The issue that we ran into, and, and it's one of those things that I, I put this on my Facebook post, you know, you don't know until you know. And our staff, the city staff had been working through in, in the gateway, the gateway, their murals are not um, allowed in the gateway. Well, you know, the area that's between Broad Street and Memorial, that's GDO, Gateway Design Overlay Area 3, which I can, I don't want to go into why that, that goes back even when, when I was, we originally started, you know, the Gateway was started, but, um, you know, I think what the, the city staff, their job is to take the ordinances that are in place and they have to enforce those. And then the way our government works, which I would argue that this situation is a great example of how a representative government works, is we see, hey, this needs improved, and staff let us know, hey, here's an issue that we've got. This this issue is going to cause um, this result, and so the council, you know, now will will make a decision and work on revising that ordinance to be able to fit it better. And that's, I mean, that's the way our government set up. While we're talking about uh, things that are happening here in our community, it looks like uh, the facility where the First Methodist Church used to be—that's really coming together. Yeah, I walked by it yesterday. Uh, they've, you know, they've they've got everything um, demolished except for the sanctuary, which we were, uh, you know, in the tower, which we were adamant on making sure that that stayed because that's really a, a a focal point of our downtown and. So they're they're working through. I mean, it's it's going to be a, a long process to get that in place. But yeah, I mean, it's um, it's moving along. It's cleared off, and and they're starting excavation and construction. Somebody had told me that, uh, and I had thought that that was going to be a restaurant in the sanctuary. But somebody said, no, that's been changed. I think they've talked about a lot of different um, uses for that. You know, they've talked about that being more of a, an arts and um, uh, a gathering venue, a music venue for you know weddings and those type of things, which I think's you know pretty cool. So yeah, there's I think there's a lot of different plans in place for that. In fact, if you look at it for that purpose, uh, you could use the slanted floors 
as they are because it's a sanctuary. Yeah, I think that's the issue that they found with having a restaurant or some type of use like that in there that you've got to go down and, and level all those floors out, which causes a problem, you know, making um, when you have to do that. So I think they're they're working through where it looks like a venue, you know, a venue event would be, you know, I mean, I'm not saying it's a rhyming, but I mean, we have a lot of different B acts that would want to come down from Nashville that can't get uh, space in Nashville that could come come to Murfreesboro. So I, that that's I see that as a benefit that downtown, um, you know, being able to to frequent our our businesses downtown. I think that provides you know a rising tide raises all ships, and that's what we hope this will this will cause. And another thing that's happening, and the county's doing this, but the city's going to benefit, and that's the museum in the courthouse yeah yeah I, you know I've, I've i'm in the courthouse frequently um so i think you know anything that brings brings people downtown that's a that's a benefit to all the the businesses and and residents and that's really the thing that you look at downtown whether it be puckett's or jack brown or, or jack brown's or the law you know the law firms that are around downtown uh, um I mean, I'm Holden's, you know, advertiser here. Uh, you you don't want to forget about those businesses that have been here so long. Um, marinas that's been here. I mean, since I was in college. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I mean, it's good to it's good to be able to to support those those businesses. We need to always remember to support local businesses. I agree. Very very much a part of our community. What uh, I know that one of the big things the city council has been working on is how to best use the money that we have received from Murfreesboro Electric Department's yeah. sale. Yeah, I did a Facebook thing on that the other night, Bart. Um, we've worked pretty diligently on that for you know 18 months now at least, and I think we're, we're coming to a conclusion where it sounds like or it looks like from the discussions we've had that the council has um, settled on you know, basically setting up a trust where we will end up. We sold the utility for two hundred and forty plus million. By at the end of fifteen years, when it all comes in, it, that's over three hundred plus million. And everyone has been really firm from the very get go to say we don't want that principal spent. You know, so councils moving forward thirty, forty years from now will never be able to spend into that principal amount that's the taxpayers and the ratepayers' money and so what we have looked at doing is that we'll protect that um that investment and then we're conservatively figuring on a four percent return every year which on our pension that we've managed for 20 plus years that pension um we budget seven percent so we're really being conservative on the amount that would be coming in and um and and really to say these are you can use you know the the basically the interest that is made off of that money you can use that for infrastructure we've put a new we're putting an arm for um strategic partnerships which are charitable organizations where they can benefit from that because right now you know there's not much of a benefit that the city can provide you know i think we we give about two hundred and eighty-eight thousand dollars a year to charitable organizations. So we're going to put seed money in and let that money grow where this charitable board can 
determine, you know, based upon the strategic missions of the city, organizations that they can support. Um, we're going to be able to spend seed money of roughly an additional $5 million for the West Park uh, on the west side of town. And then also what a lot of people don't realize is our, our state road projects. You know, most of the roads in the city, when I say our major arterial roads, they're all state roads. And TDOT has been really good with us to be able to help us where we have money to front load these projects. So we're going to uh, allocate $37 million up front to road projects. And those road pro- projects are defined. One of them is a, a bridge over I-24 uh, to be able to connect the, the west side um, in, in the 99 corridor. Well, because that we have that money, the way that the the, fair, the state government works, they match the money that we put in. Typically, it's a four to one ratio. We're conservatively figuring a two to one, so we can we can take that just say I rough rounded up roughly forty million dollars, and we can leverage that to eighty million dollars, um, which allows us to be able to get transportation projects move forward quicker. And so that's something that we're doing. So, you know, we can go back and debate. The sale of MED, I clearly thought it was a good decision. The, the return on investment that we were receiving from MED every year was right around one and a half percent. As a business leader, if my business is making one and a half percent, you know that's something I would definitely want to address. Uh, Middle Tennessee Electric, you know, in, in, in my opinion, they can do just to get a just as good of a job if not better managing that asset and then the residents benefit not having to have the debt on the the organization we would have had to have had but then also the community benefit now that you know that money sitting there in the, the money that's spun off every year which you know barred over the over the course of 15 years conservatively that number is close to 100 million dollars in additional benefit that we would have not gotten plus these upfront road projects that councils in the future are going to have this income coming in that, you know, I can't speak for other councils and, you know, that, that can be a benefit to the ratepayer and the taxpayer because ultimately it's, you know, it's their money, uh, which I think financially makes good sense. Now, will this enable you to control the property taxes anymore? I mean, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it, you know, if you've got an additional revenue coming in that, for example, if you've got a surplus of, you know, 7 or $8 million a year, then the council, when they're looking at their budget, can say, hey, we've got this money that, you know, I'm, I'm not saying you, you, you could feasibly give a tax credit. You possibly could, but you can easily look at and say, look, we've got this money coming in, and we're going to use that not to have to raise property taxes. You know, I think, I think it's every penny that we raise or nickel that we raise it's roughly a million dollars so if you've got seven million additional dollars coming in that you don't either one you don't have to borrow you know we don't if we've got this additional funds coming in in my opinion if we look at our capital improvement plan and we've got an additional seven to nine million coming in every year then we can easily say look that's seven to nine seven or nine million dollars that we don't have to borrow and then that affects your debt service that you don't your interest that you have to pay. So, I mean, all in all, it's an overall benefit. Um, the council has to make those decisions, and clearly I'm just, you know, one opinion, but um, I think there's lots of things that you look at fiscally. 
being conservative on looking at these numbers that you can easily say it puts the city in a situation where council members 15 years down the road can look and say okay we've got x number of dollars in the bank and we can use that not to have to raise taxes i mean that would be my my opinion we have a question here from a listener who says Will Murfreesboro get the Biden infrastructure funds? We got uh, 24.1 million dollars. Is I think 24 million um, is the is the amount we we got. We, as a council, have made the decision right now that um, we didn't want to determine how we were going to allocate those funds until. One, we got a better understanding from the comptroller, and two, we got a better understanding from the federal government that you know we didn't want to jump out there and say, okay, look, we're going to use that money to um, to do X, Y, and Z to build a building or whatever until we made sure um, you know how those how those funds could be used. So yes, I mean we we're getting the funds. We've I can't speak for the council. I've been very reluctant on how we. Um, designate how to spend those. I mean, you know, if you've got twenty-four point one million coming in, I think it's prudent to say you use some of those funds on businesses that were affected from COVID. Um, I mean, you know, and again, Bart, this is just my opinion that the Biden bucks that are coming in, you just don't want to say, hey, this is an extra twenty-four point one million dollars, and let's just you know spend it on. It can be infrastructure. It can be public safety i mean you know we we gave um public safety we gave stipends in our budget this year to public service providers and anyone that worked with covid i mean we were one of the first ones that jumped out we gave twenty five hundred dollars to um to our our public service providers and you know and that includes that includes emergency service providers but that also includes solid waste that include anyone who's really dealing with COVID-related items, and then we gave $1,500 to everyone else in our in our city. Um, but, you know, originally the Biden bucks were going to pay for that. Then that changed to where they wouldn't pay for it, and now it's come back to where they may pay for some of it. But So there are strings attached. Oh, yeah. With any money that you take from the federal government, I mean, there are strings attached and so the council's been very leery and we wanted to find out what those strings are before we say okay this is what we're going to spend it on well now you mentioned that you had thought you were going to get it in initially for this and and that changed so once they say they're going to give it how often can they change it Uh, you know i don't i think that's what we in in our city manager and and finance director have been um, Aaron Tucker and Craig Tindall have been very diligent on that. But that's one of the reasons I think we made the mistake that on the front end, you know, the guidance that we got said that you could use those for for um, emergency service and public safety stipends. But then that changed and it came back to where it was based upon the medium county income so there's a lot of strings that have been attached, and we wanted to make sure that everything is finalized before we take that. I, I see, you know, part of the part of the the money can be used for water and sewer and stormwater infrastructure improvements, um, and so I would see a part portion of that going to improve our water, sewer, and stormwater infrastructure, um, you know, which benefits everyone. So there's there's some things that we'll continue to to monitor on that. 
Our phone number, 615-893-1450. You can talk or text with your questions. We're getting a lot of text in. So if you have a question, just give us a shout, 615-893-1450. We'll be back, and we'll take on some more of those text questions that you've sent in. Stay with us. All that's news. Your afternoon local news, traffic, and weather update with Matt Lane. Weekday afternoons, 440 until all sports talk on News Radio WGNS. Hi, this is Peter Demas with Demas's Family Restaurants. Do you know somebody who's moved far away and is missing eating at Demas's? Well, Demas's Family Restaurants now offers many of our sauces and some of our food, such as pot roast and soup, to be shipped all across the nation. It's very simple. You just go to DemasFamilyKitchen.com and you can send an order to anybody as a gift all across this nation. You can send an order to anybody. Go to DemasFamilyKitchen.com. Hi, this is Amanda from Animal City. And if a scaly friend is on your wish list, come check out our reptile department. We have lots of beautiful reptiles to choose from and all of the supplies to keep them happy and healthy. Animal City is at 919 Northwest Broad Street in Murfreesboro. Here at Animal City, we have both saltwater and freshwater fish and an experienced staff that can help you take great care of either. Animal City is at 919 Northwest Broad Street in Murfreesboro. It's so important that we recognize our veterans, shake their hands and say how proud we are of the service that they have given to our country and that we thank them for that. I am Becky Bookner, and we salute our veterans. WGNS proudly salutes and remembers our U.S. veterans who have served our country. We're talking with retired U.S. Army Master Sergeant Patrick Garland. I spent 17 years in the military police corps. I wound up in forensic sciences. He's learned from the who's who in forensic science. I worked with Dr. Pierre Fink, and he was one of the pathologists who assisted in the autopsy of President Kennedy. I worked with the Armed Forces Institute of Pathology. I studied gunshot wounds, and I was asked to examine the ball that was removed from President Lincoln's head and identify it as being the proper one. I had to go to Ford Theater and look through all the medical reports. Another case was much closer to home. A grave had been tampered with in Franklin, and part of her body was found, and it was sent to Dr. Bass in Knoxville. His assumption at the beginning of the investigation was that this was a fresh body, and it turned out he was killed in the Battle of Franklin back in the Civil War, and he had been embalmed with arsenic at the time, and that was a good preservative. Dr. Bass said that he made a mistake by about 100 years on it. A different veteran story from retired U.S. Army Master Sergeant Patrick Garland. If you know a veteran you'd like to highlight, let WGNS know and we'll honor them in our daily salute to veterans. Restoration One of Middle Tennessee. A team of experts and immediate responders who help homeowners after disaster strikes. After disaster strikes. Fire, water, or storm damage. We can help you get your life back to normal quickly. Restoration One, MiddleTennessee.com. Locally and veteran owned. Overnight, Good Neighbor Talk turns the UFOs, aliens, the unknown. It's coast to coast AM overnight every night on WGNS Murfreesboro. Hey, happy birthday to Maurice Woods, our 
Slick Pig Banana Pudding winner today, Maurice Woods, happy birthday to you. Our good neighbor of the day for today is Stella Randolph, who retired after 48 years of service at Ascension St. Thomas Rutherford Hospital. She retired in March, and the people who are, are friends of hers said she's just done so much for the community. We need to let people know that she is a good neighbor. Welcome back, Murfreesboro Mayor Shane McFarland is with us this morning. Shane, we have a listener who has a question for you. First of all, they say, welcome uh, Shane, and uh, the new Salem Highway looks (laughs) really good. Uh, And they're wondering if you can do the same for Memorial, widen it to four lanes from Publix over by the VA yeah. to the Walter Hill Bridge. Yeah, that is on slate. That's a state road, so we're working with TDOT to be able to make that happen, um, especially with Cherry Lane being extended. So, yes, to the to the caller, or I guess to the person who texts, that is in the works. I don't know a timeline on that. Um, you know, it state road projects take some time, and that's really what we saw on... Salem Highway. I mean, that was a state road project. That city didn't really have control or manage that project, but we're thankful that it's done and thankful for TDOT for for working on that. You know, next is going to end up being from Cason Lane to Veterans Parkway, that widening, and then they're going to work backwards and they're going to work from Old Fort Parkway to 24 and widening, you know, that that section of the road. So yes to the to the person who just uh, informed that is in process and and we feel like that's one of the the bigger projects that needs to occur you know for that um really that that sort of northeast side of town okay so it will happen yes we just don't know when yeah (laughs) now while we're talking about that that, that's that's actually one of those ones that we're talking about being able to use some of those funds to leverage and move that project forward you had mentioned cherry lane which Uh is always comes up uh, is a good way to reduce traffic flow in that very congested area. Yep. Uh, is there any news on that? Yeah, they're working. They've, the design, you know, is completed. They're working on the processes. That that's about a four-year project to be able to get that done in conjunction and working with the state because there has to be an interchange built off of 840. So, you know, I think our I think our goal would be. You know, four years from now that we would be sitting and talking about when that road is going to be opened up. So, I mean, I think that's what the, the goal would be. That that road, as far as the construction, is going to be a lot easier because, one, it's a city road. And, um, and two, we're going predominantly through vacant land that we're going to be building that road. Now, now our staff is working. There's a significant portion of wetlands that the Cherry Lane has to go through. So they're having to work through the process with TDEC on, on wetlands mitigation. But that's something that, um, yeah, we, we're the entire council, we've been committed to getting that move forward. We just had this uh, message sent to us. There is an accident involving an ambulance on Broad at Memorial right there at the bridge. And we do have a picture of the ambulance being uh, carried away. They had to put it up on a flatbed Oh, so the record. ambulance had, a, had an accident. Yeah, oh, okay. So be aware of that. Try to avoid the area, at least for the next short period of time, Broad and Memorial right there at the bridge. Broad and Memorial. 
Our phone number, if you want to ask a question for our mayor, 615-893-1450. And you can talk or text on that one, 615-893-1450. Are there any plans on resurfacing Hamilton Drive? Lots of bad places on it, they say. I don't know, but I can find out. Um, okay. Yeah, um, I'll find out. Now, when they, I have no idea what they mean about bad places, whether those are potholes or the roads falling apart. But uh, does the city uh, road maintenance do some of that? Well, we have a, we have not only do we have sort of our own funds, we have um, state state street aid funds that come in um, that are from the gas tax and so that's where we pave a significant portion of our roads that we have to designate to spend that on a yearly basis so um, that's why you're seeing north highland is is being repaved Uh, that was milled and what a lot of people don't don't know it's you know re-milling the street is the easy part but then you know crews have to come in and they have to adjust water meat water uh, valve boxes sewer uh sewer manholes so there's a lot of work that has to be done after the asphalt's removed to be able to do that but i'll i'll find out um i'll find out on hamilton right now okay we'll we'll have that answer for you in just a second 615-893-1450 if you have a question or if you have a comment either one of those at 615-893-1450 let's take a phone call here good morning you're on the air with the mayor how are you today hello can i catch a ride home or can i walk can i run can i fly let me tell you also Mothersburg and the road department I'd just rather just, I'd rather go to jail and walk or, or, or try to drive. And but you all said it was an accident right there on Broad and Memorial. Right, at the bridge. Brother, people, I was waiting for that to happen, you all. I know, who invented that that bridge exit? I live in Mothersburg, Tennessee, and I got lost coming from Memorial trying to get to the gas station. You know what I mean? And I looked down, I was up in the air. <laughs> Hello, somebody. <laughs> A new view. Where'd what, that what come they, from? Were they trying to get me for some reason? Because I broke a guitar string or something. <laughs> <laughs> I, I look down, boy. I don't do too much flying. And, and I was on top of road. <laughs> you're, you're right. <laughs> y'all, y'all, y'all have a good day. All right. Good talk to you, Casey. Oh, boy. I always like when Casey calls yeah. in. Makes makes fun in the day. Yeah. Uh, and he brought up some bridge things. You mentioned one bridge. Uh, we, we've had two that are in the conversation. One is an extension of Northfield, yeah, and the other one is the bridge that comes from Racket Club Drive, I believe, yep. on over by the it's, sheriff's office. So the Racket Club Drive bridge is one that we've—that's part of the MED funds that we're talking about. You know, a lot of the, the in, in, no one will will argue that the intersection at River Rock, Cason Lane, in Old Fort Parkway is a disaster. Oh, and, boy. <laughs> and it's before my time, and there's not really... I'm not sure what you could have done. Yeah, I mean, there's not, you know, but um, I think what we really want to do is the way that you fix those interchanges is you find alternate ways for people to not have to use that interchange. And so that's what the bridge is going to do for Racket Club. And, um, you know, hopefully that's one of the things we're really going to push through. All of the easy road projects are done. You know, the low-hanging low fruit, we've done those. The projects that we're moving forward next are the 
are the really tough ones. So we're talking about overpasses. We're talking about bridges being built. And um, so that's that's what we're working on. Well, now, the one uh, extension of Northfield, that is uh, sort of an obligation in, a, in an arrangement that we yeah, have. Yeah, you know, when we sold the property to Vanderbilt, um we've we've the road is named northfield that goes back into thompson lane so i think that's one that we'll we'll work on i can't say how high that is on the priority list right now because i think there's other roads that we really need to take care of first but that's something that definitely is in the in the the planning stage very good uh we have a question here from a listener who's asking about the old cummings sign company property on Thompson Lane, they say that uh, there looks as if there is a black trail, a black tarred trail, uh, running around on that property, and they're wondering if that has anything to do with the Stones River Battlefield because they yeah I the battlefield the bought, yeah the, the battlefield um, bought that I don't know I'm pretty sure it closed but the battlefield bought that property from O'Reilly's. Okay. Um, you know that now, did that include the place where where the coming sign was also yeah so not just ge yes yeah, swanson owns the portion behind the bp that's that's there i don't know where cummings that's where Cummings. okay was. yeah so that's that's uh swanson companies i think own that portion um but with the where the ge part is that's what the battlefield you know the right. battlefield has and We've been in talks with the battlefield on how we, you know, possibly could make that um, park property, but that's something that we're, you know, we're working on. I'm not sure what's going on on the Cummings, the Cummings property. Okay, but they're they're doing something there. Uh, yeah. The sister says there's a black uh, trail. trail. All yeah, that there. may be on the GE property where they were actually working on connecting the the trail system that's through the battlefield to that piece of property. And here's a, another one says, I apologize, I may have missed this one. Was there four-lane uh, North Memorial? Is it? Did you say it was coming soon? Yes. Yeah, I mean, I, soon is probably a relative term because that is a state project, but that's on one of our high-priority lists that we're working for, working towards because, you know, you have the VA that's that's there. You've got the soccer complex that's that's out there, um, and you know you have a lot of people that come from the north into Murfreesboro, and that backs up tremendously at Thompson Lane. So we really are, are working hard to be able to to work with the state to get that that project um, move forward. Now, to give you a feel for how long it may take, Highway 99, which is the Salem Highway, uh, same type of project. How long did it take before it really got started? Oh, gosh. I mean, you know, I know when I was a council member that we were pushing that through. So I know, you know, start to finish, it probably took 10 years at least to be able to get that. Now, I think the issue with with Highway 99 that was a little different than um, – than what you're going to be dealing with on on 231 you know highway 99 you you had significant uh utility relocations that had to take place uh along that corridor you had a bridge that had to be built um you had wetlands on both sides of the the of 99 that had to be dealt with so there was a lot of sort of complicating factors on extending 99 that I don't think you'll have to deal with on 231. You just, you know, you don't have a bridge you have to build. Um, 
you don't have a since that's predominantly county property out through there you don't have a lot of um infrastructure that's going to have to be relocated so i think that project would move along you know a lot quicker here's a comment says thank you guys and thank you for the central valley disc golf course awesome layout yeah isn't that pretty cool yeah that is cool our phone number is 615-893-1450 we're going to pause for a moment And we'll be back for the final segment. So if you have a question for the mayor, get on the phone quickly or the time will go away. Now more than ever, start your mornings with WGNS. The Action Line with Bart Walker. Weekdays at 810. Truman Jones is on weekday mornings at 9 on WGNS. Old friends, new name, better together. As First National Bank of Murfreesboro transforms into Capstar Bank, our focus is on you. We're entering a new generation of banking in Rutherford County, but we'll always remain a community bank with local people you trust and uniquely exceptional service you deserve. We're at 2230 Mercury Boulevard, capstar.com. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. This is Kim Dunaway from Sunshine Nutrition Center. You hear me on Monday mornings at 720 talking about how to lead a healthier lifestyle. We carry supplements, personal care, and grocery items at both our Murfreesboro and Smyrna locations, family owned and operated since 1989. We'll see mostly sunny skies here for this afternoon, high in the mid-70s. South winds are on 5 to 10 miles per hour. Tonight, mostly cloudy skies and a low near 54. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 44. Good morning, still heavy, but it's moving fairly decent out here on 24 past 840. All the traffic headed up through the Hickory Hollow area uh, inbound on 41. A lot of people are using that route this morning. Not sure why. Just busy out here up by the uh, Nissan plants. Gatlinburg Wine Cellar, home of the world famous cotton candy wine. Check them out at GatlinburgWineCellar.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. This is Sean Brown at Tire World on Broad Street. Did you know we specialize in commercial and fleet business? We're equipped to handle all of your company's automotive needs. Download our Tire World app today for free oil changes and electronic coupons. Come by today for all of your automotive needs. Online at tireworld.us. Middle Tennessee football and basketball games are right here. This is Chip Walters on Rutherford County's Blue Raider Station. MTSU Sports on WGNS. Welcome back. Our phone number is 615-893-1450. Murfreesboro Mayor Shane McFarland's with us. And here's a comment from a listener. They say, please don't uh, three-lane the old Nashville Highway through the battlefield. It will destroy the battlefield. I don't think we have any plans that we're, I mean, that I've even heard that we've talked about that. Uh, that's first I've heard of it. Yeah. So. 615-893-1450. What are your next big areas of growth? I know the Blackman community is still pretty much uh, the focal area. Yeah, I think, well, really, um, it would be, I guess you'd say south of Blackman. I don't think you see much on the the side of the interstate where... um, you know what the Shelton Square subdivision is that's sort of on the Smyrna side. I don't think you're going to see much growth in that area at all. I don't, I don't think the city has any anticipation of going out that direction. You know, I think the majority of the the um, growth that you're seeing is in that other side of the interstate towards the Veterans Parkway 
um, you know, 99 side. So that's where, you know, the growth seeing. You know, other than that, I think you're seeing sort of measured growth on where some of the stuff, you know, some of the things are coming in. The, the council, you know, made a decision a couple of years ago on um, really curbing any apartment complexes from being built really except in your really dense areas like the gateway um, so you're not seeing apartments being built um, which i'm you know happy for that it takes a while to work through property that's already been zoned so i feel pretty confident that uh, staff you know is has gotten a consistent message from the council that we don't want to see any more apartments uh, or multi you know large multi-family developments so you know, I think we're trying to to it, it, and I think that's what the residents don't necessarily sometimes see that. You know, we're limited on what we we can disapprove based on zoning that was was already in place, and so I think that's things that's taken us some time to work through. We did that with our sewer allocation, and we've done that with you know sort of our our design guidelines and some of the things that we put through just to really make sure that the development that comes in is is quality development that that everyone likes to see we have a text here from a listener who's asking about the veterans parkway they said that they always felt that once that began they would start to see development there very quickly and now several years later they still don't see anything why is everyone avoiding that area or are you getting requests for developments along the parkway well i think the the portion that's from really armstrong valley road all the way back to 96 you know those are all that property out there is loan is owned by really one or two large um large i don't want to say companies but you know one group from new york owns the majority of that that property that's who we bought the the Salem, um, the Salem school site from, and they just don't have any intention to develop that right now. So, you know, I think it was important to us. I forget what the total length of, of Veterans Parkway. I want to say it was like 12 miles or nine. It's it was you know a big road to build, but you, you know when you build those roads, you anticipate that there being some development that's going to come along with that and veterans parkway has seen that but you know predominantly the development has been from the 96 side to 840 in the side from 96 back to 99 there's not been as much development so i mean i think that will come over time but it's not something that we're jumping up and down right now trying to push because you know we want to be able to make sure what's coming is is measured and how we deal with that okay i think that's a swap and shop okay. i just saw something jump up there and i you don't have any firewood, do you? <laughs> I need some firewood. Our phone number is 615-893-1450. If you have a question or a comment, give us a call or text us. Hey, Bart, one. can I make one quick comment? Sure. Uh, there was some lady who, who, you know, I made a comment the other night on um, my Facebook thing. And, you know, I've been called a lot of things. I've never been called a racist. Um, a lady on Facebook called me a racist yesterday because of the comment that I made about Hobgood back in 2016. And there's been a lot of comments made in the paper, you know. And and the comment that I made was that I think if you were to poll the entire council, the city staff, there's not any of us that wouldn't go back and change what happened in 2016. I mean, you know, part of, of growing is learning what happened, what went wrong, and fixing that. And our police department, our city staff uh chief bowen specifically has has done everything that they possibly can to fix 
you know, those mistakes that were made and, and clearly there were mistakes. So I don't know how anyone would would take that comment and, and basically say that, you know, we were we were behind what happened back then because you know, the city has, has owned and said there were mistakes. And I, and I just, I made this point that, you know, I have three kids and I, my responsibility as a father, and I had one of these discussions this morning with one of my boys, is when you see them make a mistake, you want them to learn from the mistake they made and don't make it again. And, but you want to be able to set those kids up in a, a position where they succeed and that's something that we're committed to. And I think that's something as a city that we're committed to to make sure. That's why we've put SROs in all of our schools now. That when we see areas of improvement, that it's not to to hurt a, a, a child. And, and we, we've, we've fixed that. I'm not sure that in 2016 that we, we handled that. Cor- I mean, I know we didn't handle that correctly. And I think that's something as a politician now, you, you step up and say, hey, look, we messed up. We own it. And that's what our police department, I mean, some of our police department are the finest men and women you'll ever meet. They have a heart for children. So we've we've fixed it. We're going to continue to fix it. And so, you know, to the person that responded to me the other day, I think you've got to be 10 shades of, of not very smart to take that comment and think that we're saying that it was acceptable. And, and that's something as a city that, you know, we've learned from and we're going to we're going to continue to do everything we can in our community to support our children and make sure that we set them in a set them up in a situation to succeed. Thursday is Veterans Day, and I know that uh, you have some strong feelings on that subject. Yeah, I mean, you know, my two of my we were talking about this last night. Two of my my grandparents were both veterans, and you know, you look at our police staff and our our fire staff, and they proudly wear veterans pins. You know, we we. We think it's a um, that's a positive. We had the VFW speak to our council the other night to let us know of veteran resources that are in our town, and and you know we need to do everything that we can to be able to support our our veteran community and show that appreciation. And and I tell that to my boys. I'm you know I'm like hey, you know it's like being a police officer right now. I mean how many people sign up to do that and. Um, we should do everything we possibly can to be able to to protect those veterans and not use them as political pawns now, which I think happens. You know, that's the rallying cry now to be able to use that in in political speech. And it's it's not politics. It's it's just black and white to be able to do that. So I'm thankful for our veterans in our community. They're they're some of the finest people that you'll meet, and uh, we're going to do everything we can to continue to get that message out. We're working on now a veterans link on our website that you can click on veteran information and it comes up with you know general huber who's at mtsu who's got the charlie and hazel daniels veteran center um, to be able to to make sure we get that information out there and on that note we want to say a special thank you to murfreesboro mayor shane mcfarland for joining us thank you for all you do bart hey have a great day shane truman's next right here on your good neighbor station wgns murfreesboro